This is Sarah Elizabeth, and you're listening to Front Porch Radio in Columbia, Tennessee, 101.7 WKOM. Hi, I'm Robert Rogers at Parks Motor Sales Buick GMC. Parks Motor Sales was founded by my granddad, Bobby Parks, and my great-granddad, Julian Mays, in 1958. We've been family-owned the whole time, and being family-owned, locally-owned, means you get to get your next vehicle or your existing vehicle serviced by the same people who stand in the grocery line with you, drop their kids off at the same school you do, and smile and are happy to see you when they do. So come see us at Parks Motor Sales in Columbia, Tennessee on 919 Nashville Highway or ParksMotorSales.com. Hello, I'm Barbara Lincoln with Holland's Pharmacy. You may have heard our previous commercials about compression hosiery that we carry at Holland's Pharmacy. Well, we've recently expanded into a full line of knee braces, back, wrist, ankle, and other support wear. We will gladly help you get just the right fit for these items and, of course, special order items to ensure the proper fit. Come see us at Holland's Pharmacy, 1608 Hatcher Lane, or call us at 931-388-4233. 388-4233. American Standard Heating and Air Conditioning is built to a higher standard so you can focus on the problems in your life that actually matter. Like the stair that only creaks when everyone else in the house is asleep. American Standard Heating and Air Conditioning. Built to a higher standard. Call Davis Heating and Cooling at 931-388-2090 for all your home comfort needs. Davis Heating and Cooling is your local American Standard dealer and proudly serves the Murray County area. Find Davis Heating and Cooling online and on Facebook or call today, 388-2090. Hi, I'm Steve, the Garbage Man. Are you new to Murray County? We want to welcome you and your family. We are a local residential garbage service and we want to be your garbage man. We've been around for over 30 years, so we have a reputation. Check us out at garbagemaninc.com or call Mike at 931-540-0919. You could also ask your neighbor. 931-540-0919. Are you thinking about a new fence? Maybe you need a pole bar. Then you should give Sands Fence Company a call. That's 931-309-1644. Will Sands has built his business based on the principles of honesty, quality, and integrity. Sands Fence Company has been in business for over 20 years, providing the community with farm, residential, and commercial fencing, as well as pole barns and buildings. Call today for a free estimate. Sands Fence Company, 931-309-1644. 931-309-1644. Brown's Body Shop, 1505 Nashville Highway in Columbia, or 129 Alpha Drive in Franklin, is here to serve Murray and Williamson County. We have over 50 years of business with all the experience combined. All insurance claims, as well as unibody and frame repairs and glass claims are welcomed. Call today for selected insurance companies, 931-381-4915 Columbia, and Franklin, 615-794-1959. Or check us out at www.brownsbodyshop.com. For 40 years, the Jewelers Bench has worked hard for their customers and provided the highest quality jewelry at the best price. They keep going back. Recent renovations have allowed them to expand their inventory. More high quality jewelry, custom vintage and estate pieces, and professional jewelry and watch repairs. They also buy gold. The Jewelers Bench, still here, still great service. 808 Trotwood Avenue, Columbia. Looking for convenience? Try Quickmark Convenience Stores, conveniently located all across Murray County, Southern Middle Tennessee, and North Alabama. Whether stopping in on your way to work for coffee and a biscuit, taking a plate lunch to go, or grabbing something cold to drink after a long hot day at work, there's always one nearby. 
Quick Bar Convenience Stores, conveniently located all across Southern Middle Tennessee and North Alabama. Proudly serving Shell Gasoline. Farmer Johnny here, Taylor Family Farm. I'm gonna give you all a little look-see. We raise 100% non-GMO, grass-fed beef, pasture chicken, and pork on our family farm. Everything that we grow is raised with love and care to ensure the highest quality and nutrition for our family and customers. You can shop online at taylorfamilyfarmtn.com or visit our farm store in person at Etheridge, Tennessee at 301 Dave Reisner Road. That's taylorfamilyfarmtn.com for more information. This is Clayton Harris, and you're listening to 101.7 WKOM Columbia. Tony B. welcoming you to another edition. Jerry Palm's going to lend us a hand here off the top of the program. Always great. It's always great when you reach out and touch somebody's hand, and you make this world a better place if you can. So we're going to reach out and touch Jerry Palm's hand, and we're going to make this world a better place if we can. Very interesting show yesterday regarding Rick Barnes and whether or not he's uh, overrated, underrated. I can't wait to hear from Matt Dixon, who also wrote a great piece, uh, extremely exhaustive, regarding the baseball vols over the weekend and the fun therein. It's going to be a fun, fun baseball season. Fun, fun, fun. Fun, fun, fun. So that's going to be a lot of fun. Uh, let's see what else do we have today. Sonny Smith is going to join us later on, who I loved and have served all these years. Tennessee on is getting ready to obviously do the Bama two-step. One here, one there. The one there is a bigger game, but the one here, they're both important. They're both dangerous. Uh, they're both potential wins. They're both potential losses. They're two losable games. And very good, very good basketball. We're going to be treated to this week. A, ver- a week of very good basketball. Uh, also, the Vols remain right at the top of the field. Brian, I think this is as, as late as they've been in this spot, maybe in the Barnes era, unless I'm imagining things. I mean, they are right there on that one line. Right there on that one line. I mean, what, you, you talk, tell me what your thoughts are. As I'm waiting, Matt, we're waiting Matt Dixon's arrival here. They're very close with a chance to grab a one line. I think 2019 would have been the only other year where they would have had a chance to do that. Yeah. But Jerry Palm still has them as a two seed in Purdue's region, which really wouldn't be the end of the world if they drew that. Because I think I think Purdue would be beatable in the Elite Eight if they get there. But he's got them playing Moorhead State in Memphis which would be a short drive for some. And the winner of that gets either TCU or Colorado. So it looks like that would be a very favorable bracket for the Vols. Tennessee thinks they're going to end up over in Charlotte in the first round internally. So I don't know where Jerry Pomlick lives on a, I don't know, parallel planet. As a late great David Clymer accused me of doing it one time. I mean, I don't know. Where's he come up with this stuff, Brian? Memphis. Who wants to play in Memphis? I mean, no offense. Well, that to my wouldn't. Friend. That's no. That's, that's not far. Six-hour drive from here. Play in state. I want to play in state. It's like playing in another again. It's technically in, it's in another universe. Away, it's still, technically in. No offense to my friends in West Tennessee. I love y'all. I've served y'all these years. Big dog and everybody else, and some of my boys, some of my girls down. You know I love you. The boss think they're playing in Charlotte, but then again. 
Carolina's going to play in Charlotte. You know, they're trying to do this thing now so that it's got some kind of, because they're trying to sell tickets, you know, geographic integrity. I guess the thought is we put Tennessee down there, and they think they're playing in Charlotte. At any rate, we'll get Jerry on. He can. What What's this thing about Zach Eady, Brian? He's not coming back next year. Where's Zach Eady going? Is he going to play overseas? Because he's not playing in the NBA. Hasn't he already been over the, been up there for like 10 years? Brian, he's not going. I mean, why wouldn't he come back, cash in on his NIL money, and stay and dominate at this level where he can function? You imagine that Take guy. Up in the lane for 10 no, weeks? No offense to him. Could you imagine him going against Joel MB, as my brother Guy likes to call him? Can you imagine him going against Joel MB down low? If, if Joel MB could stay healthy. Or LeBron James just coming over the top and blocking one of his shots as mechanical. He looks like a mechanical bull out there. No offense to him. He looks like him. a bolt neck. Yeah, he's... You know, a bolt neck? He Frankenstein? He kind of he stinks. No offense to him. But great college player. He's a lot like one of these... Um, College quarterbacks, that's great on the... And I love college sports, so he's great at the collegiate level. Where's he going? Why wouldn't he come back next year? At any rate, we'll ask Pommy about that. Do you realize that... Do you realize... um, Getting to the Final Four... We're going to talk about this today, once Matt joins the fray. Because why gave me some great stuff that I'm going to put in the blog tomorrow, which is some food for thought before we get going to the... Before we get going into our gauntlet, which begins tomorrow, we'll be on with Garza Law, Tennessee basketball overtime following that one. Of course, the baseball balls are back at it tonight. Matt might be resting up for the baseball balls tonight. Um, I I guess there's a little rain in the area. I don't know. A little rain during the game today. I don't know. but uh, definitely, some, definitely some wind. It's rather warm outside. I, I went and sat in the park yesterday afternoon after the show and just cleared my head. Because we were on late, late after the Texas A&M game. So I went and cleared my head yesterday. And it was a little windy yesterday. So you could feel something was coming in. But at any rate, I don't want to bore you more than we already have. Not the greatest opening in the world, not going to lie to you. I could do better. We have a lot to talk about today. Here's your food for thought. We were talking about Barnes. Is he overrated? Is he underrated? And and why said the following, and I think this is uh, food for thought, and I want you to think about this. Barnes is kind of his wor- own worst enemy with some of our fan base because he has been so good in the regular season that he's ratcheted up expectations here. And he's won so much that you're comfortably numb, Pink Floyd. Think about that. Why says the fact that Barnes has been a top five seed in every tournament appearance only makes it worse for him. Because if you go in as an eight or a nine seed, like a lot of teams do, they have that off year. North Carolina, Brian, that one year they went to the Final Four, didn't they? weren't they like an eight seed? Weren't they in the middle of the pack? seed a couple years ago i think they were yeah uh, yeah they, they were in the eight nine game and they they knocked out baylor who was the number one seed ella that year ella 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 uh, 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 uh. i mean that's the point so with the first year coach by the way and why says if you're an eight or nine seed sometimes like pearl was in his run or davis was a couple years ago over there it makes people a little more forgiving when you lose early oh uh, you know 
we had a good year and we got beat. And what Barnes does though is he all he does is win, 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 and your hands go up until you get to March, and then you put your hands in your pocket, and another one's making a middle finger disguised as a peace sign. Alanis Morissette. So the point is this. And why says the issue is not getting to a Final Four. Getting to a Final Four is really hard. He says maybe there's something mental associated with it. But if you keep fielding a top five to top ten team, eventually you're going to get lucky. Barnes did it one time at Texas. Pearl did it one time at Auburn. One time. Painter who Jerry Palm will be on with us momentarily, has never done it and never will. And, Jerry, I'm here to tell you, I hope you put Purdue, I hope Purdue ends up in Tennessee's region if we're not a one seed because we'll walk over those clowns in the round of 16 if they or round of 8 if they want to come get some of that. I'd like to see them with a healthy ZZ stop, to put it that way. So Painter's never done it. Those are probably three of the top ten coaches in sport right now. Tony Bennett, who left his heart, in Milwaukee, Wisconsin, when his father was at Green Bay, Tony Bennett, who's a great guy, he's only done it once. I mean, it's just strange. Unless you're a blue blood, right? Like a UCLA or, you know, a North Carolina, somebody like that at Kansas. Unless you're a blue blood or you find the Billy Donovan, it just kind of feels like dumb luck. The tournament just kind of feels like dumb luck. And that's where we are. We're all pondering what's going to happen. I know people don't want to hear that. But there's a reason that these games average several million for the first round. Several, they get huge numbers. Numbers that would make the NBA blush and some of the other professional sports leagues this side of the NFL. Huge numbers on television. And the reason is that you just never know when St. Peter's is going to walk on the floor with Kentucky. You never know when the Golden Retrievers... Brian, who the Golden Retrievers of... of um, I was driving by there uh, last summer. Um, uh, I think it was Baltimore or something. Some little... Maryland, Baltimore County. Thank you. UMBC. Who'd they, they beat that night? They were the... They were the first 16 seed to win a game against a number one seed, and that was Virginia, and they, who, they, who was their victim. And Virginia goes on to win it the next year. And they beat them by about 40 points, right? They hammered that them. Was in, they didn't beat them that bad, but that game the was close. That was 2018. The Trevers. That game was not close. And that's the volatile nature of this thing. It can happen to anybody. It can happen to you. It can happen to me. It can happen to everyone eventually. Yes. We'll continue on the other side, 865. So look up, look around. Jerry Palm is going to reach out and touch someone. Reach out, reach out and touch someone. Uh, AT&T. We come back on the other side. He lends us a hand. We'll let our fingers do the walking. Wow, boy, I'm really in my right brain today. We continue on the other side after the. This is Coach Devin Simler from Columbia Central Baseball. You are listening to 101.7 WKOM in Columbia, Tennessee. Alert, alert! 
Columbia Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram has a huge announcement. We're expanding our service center to get you in and out quicker than ever. That's right, five new service bays to get your vehicle back on the road. Don't drive a Chrysler, Dodge, Jeep, or Ram. It doesn't matter. Our certified technicians are trained to work on all makes or models. More service, less time. Only at Columbia Chrysler, Dodge, Jeep, Ram. Family owned and operated. You can count on us. This is Dr. Dominic Mancini from the Dr. Gill Center. If your car was damaged in an auto accident, chances are you'd fix the car. Why wouldn't you give that same attention to yourself? Untreated whiplash injuries of the spinal column may lead to conditions such as headaches, numbness in the arms, neck and back pain. The doctors at the Dr. Gill Center specialize in detecting and treating such injuries from an auto accident. Accident consultations are free. Call me painfree.com or call 615-551-9224. In today's uncertain world, you can never be too careful about your family's financial future. That's why the Parker Group, a part of Barrett's Private Wealth Management, is offering a free second opinion on your financial plans. Let us review your current plan, and we will identify any gaps and offer suggestions to improve it. Please call the Parker Group at 931-548-3737. That's 931-548-3737. Robert W. Barrett and Company Incorporated does not offer tax or legal advice. Hi, Jimmy here for Columbia Ace Hardware. Columbia Ace Hardware now carries Magnolia Home by Joanna Gaines paint. Now their premium quality and huge selection of colors will be right in your neighborhood. Along with the award-winning service and advice, Columbia Ace has always provided for your paint projects. Around the block, what you need in stock, with people who know their paint. Columbia Ace, the helpful place. Ace is the place with the helpful hardware, folks. Hey, this is Derek Ransom with Ten Pin Alley, voted number one family entertainment center in Murray County. We offer 32 bowling lanes, giant arcade, laser tag, bumper cars, and a full cafe and bar menu. We also specialize in group events, kids and adult birthday parties, company parties, sports team parties, and holiday parties. We're located at 322 East James Campbell Boulevard in Columbia. Call us today at 931-381-BOWL or visit us at tenpin.com. Ten Pin Alley, it's where the good times roll. Do you have trees that need trimming or removed? Do you have stumps that you want ground? A1 Tree Removal is a family-owned and operated business local to Columbia and Lewisburg and servicing surrounding Middle Tennessee. They are licensed and insured and provide free estimates. No job is too big. No tree is too small. Give old Luke a call or text Luke at 931-359-3113. Or you can check them out on Facebook and tell A1 Tree Removal that you heard this ad on the radio. If you love America, you will love A1 Tree Removal. Hello, this is Rick Tillis from Tillis Jewelry. What is a full-service jeweler? Experienced staff, custom designers, in-house jewelry repairs, and beautiful jewelry. Yes, at Tillis Jewelry, we are passionate, knowledgeable, and committed to integrity. We strive to be the best in our community and in our profession. We build long-term relationships and become part of family traditions that will cross generations. We delight clients by providing an unparalleled selection, superior service, and exceptional value. Tillis Jewelry, we exceed your expectations. The generations that have paved the way for us deserve respect, integrity, and compassion. This is Kelly Dobson, owner of Caring Hearts Home Healthcare. My grandmother and mother started this business in 2005, and I was honored to take over in 2012. Licensed and insured, we help our aging community stay in the comfort of their own homes. Online at caringheartshomehealthcarellc.com, by phone 931-381-5470, or in person at 1121 Trawood Avenue here in Columbia. That's Caring Hearts Home Healthcare. 
Debbie Matthews grew up and lives in beautiful Columbia, Tennessee. As a realtor, she is well-versed in homes, neighborhoods, development, and schools. She wants to share her love of her home state with others to help them find just the right place to raise a family, open a business, or develop a dream. From luxury listings to land, she can handle it all. She is the current leading producer. Nashville Realty Group. Contact Debbie Matthews Realtor at 615-476-3224. That's 615-476-3224. Columbia's own 8th Annual Mid-State Classic Collegiate Softball Triple Header returns on April 2nd at the Ridley Sports Complex. Columbia Central versus Spring Hill at 10 a.m. Then it's Columbia State versus UT Southern at 1.30. And at 5.30, the Lady Volunteers face off against the Memphis Tigers. Tickets are available online at columbiatn.com slash midstateclassic. Tickets are $10 and good for all three games. The Mid-State Classic, April 2nd. See you at the game. This is Big Lou Maddox, and you're listening to the best radio in southern Middle Tennessee. WKOM 101.7 FM, Columbia. Jerry Palm now appears on your TLD Logistics Hotline, and he does it with the greatest of ease. He makes it look easy. He literally does it with one hand tied behind his back. I don't know how he does it. Jerry Palm, I welcome you in. Great Tuesday to you and yours. We're now in the season where you're updating your bracketology hourly because we know these things can change. So, uh, in your last update, in your last update in the last hour, the Tennessee Volunteers have slid up to the one line. Tell me about it. They did not. There are two, um, but the you know the door is still open for them. Uh, it's a really competitive. Uh, for that fourth number one, it's currently North Carolina, um, Tennessee, Marquette, Arizona, uh, you know, among the teams there that, you know, competing for that spot, Kansas is still in play. So, um, it's, it's a competitive spot. Five teams vying for one spot right now. I think there's a little bit of a gap between the twos and the threes. Um, there's a sizable gap between the top three and number four. Uh, but um, right now, a five-team race for the number two spot. Rank them right or now. Fourth number one, I mean. Rank four teams, four games left regular season. The Vols have their gauntlet coming up. Two they huge do. ones this week. <laughs> but rank for me uh, those teams right now as you see them. Well, I have in the bracket, I have Carolina as the fourth number one, and then Arizona, Tennessee, Marquette, and Kansas. Um, but the problem for Arizona is they don't have anybody left that can help them. You know, it's like Tennessee's got this ridiculous season ending schedule for, you know, difficult games. Um, yeah, which of course your audience knows, but all of these are quad one games, two of them on the road. You know, if Tennessee wins all of these games, they have a decent chance to jump. Well, they'll, they'll definitely jump Arizona because Arizona's just got nothing left on their schedule. I think the only quad one teams in that league away from home would be Washington State and maybe Oregon. So it's that league is just dreadful. Um, but, you know, Tennessee's got an opportunity here. You know, if they can stack these wins to make a push for the top line of the bracket because Arizona's got nothing to hold them off. And even North Carolina doesn't have that much because the ACC, the top of the ACC, the top three, you know, of which Carolina's won, is pretty good, but then after that, there's a huge gap for the rest of the league. Essentially, and you all look at North Carolina's schedule, what they have left, compared to Tennessee, it's rather paltry, Jer. 
Well, everybody is going to be rather paltry. I mean, they've got four legit quad one games left, top 25 teams. I mean, you know, not all quad one wins or the uh, quad one opponents are the same. These are four, you know, legit quad one opponents that are all teams that are probably going to be in the top half of the bracket and, uh, and maybe even well into the top half of the bracket. So yeah, this is a, this is a real gauntlet that uh, has been set before Tennessee. Uh, as they finish the regular season, it's a schedule of great opportunity for them. Um, but it's also one that, you know, if things go sideways a little bit, you all of a sudden you're a three instead of a two. They have to, they have to lose three or four to be a three instead of a two, right? What's that? They would have to lose three or four to be a three instead it of a two. what other teams do. It's, it's not just about you at that part of the bracket. Jerry Palm joining. Jerry, um, the volatility of this thing is going to be really wild, and we'll have you back to talk about that. I know you've got something coming up, but the volatility of the field—you've um, got eight, tw- uh, you've got um, eight Big Twelve teams, and right now, Texas on the outside looking in. I don't know how that's happened. And then in well, our league, you have eight SEC teams, and you've got Ole Miss in the playing game. But that Texas A&M bunch, Tennessee really wounded them over the weekend, didn't they? Oh, they've been wounding themselves for months. <laughs> you know, um, I mean, Tennessee killed them, but it's one loss, and the margin only really matters in the net ranking and the Ken Palm. But those don't have a ton of influence, so it's just one loss, but. No, what wounded them was home Memphis, home LSU, home Arkansas, at Arkansas, home Mississippi, at Vanderbilt. I mean, they've just been sticking the knives in themselves uh, all season long. You know, those are the losses that hurt. Tennessee doesn't hurt. It's, it's all these quad two and three losses that are hurting uh, hurting them. When it comes down to this one seed for the Vols, I'll go back to this real quick. The head-to-head with North Carolina, how important will that be at the end of the day, or even a head-to-head with Kansas uh, if you will, if they can make a push and get in there? It, it's not nothing, um, but it's one of 33 or four games. You know, So it would have to be where they just can't make a decision, and then that can come into play. So now the North Carolina game is at North Carolina, so that has a little bit of influence as well. The Kansas game is neutral, um, so that's better for Kansas than North Carolina is for Carolina winning at home. But, um, you know, it's it, it has to be really tight before head-to-head becomes that big of a factor. Jerry, you're the man. If folks want to learn more, how do they do so? And I greatly appreciate your time because you're a gentleman and a scholar. And I'm predicting the next time we talk, which may be a week or so, uh, if, if you're nice enough to return, you're going to reach out and touch us, and you're going to tell us that the Vols are on that one line after they go 2-0 this week. That's a that's a distinct possibility, isn't it, if they go 2-0 oh, this sure. week? Yes, it is a possibility. Yeah. I'm making no promises, but yeah. But they go to Alabama and win. That's rather significant out loud in the basketball world. Yeah, it is, because that's a, a top you know 15 team, and uh, they were a three seed when the committee gave us their bracket a couple yep. weeks ago, and I still have them there. So, yeah. That would a win on the road there. That's a good win. This sure. this league is loaded. You know, I feel like I'm living in a, like a like a parallel universe almost because this used to be what the ACC looked like late in yeah. March, and then yeah. and then in the yeah. SEC we would say, "How do we help ourselves?" And you would say to me, "You can't help yourself. There's not enough good teams in your league." I bet when you make these radio appearances in these ACC markets, you tell them that. 
I do. And in fact, I'll be in the ACC market as soon as I get off the phone with you. <laughs> and I will be telling them that, and they actually know, you know, it's not a good year for the league. You've really got three teams and that's about it, you know, and how do you resume build when you've only got three teams you can play? And if you're one of those three, it's even harder to resume build. Jerry Palm, you're the man. Much love to you. All right. Thanks. Take care. Thank you, brother. Jerry Palm, one more time, CBSSports.com. Matt Dixon, get on in here. Dixon, the Vols path is right in front of them, my friend. And Jerry, uh, not no-selling the fact that the Vols, he calls this thing a schedule of opportunity for them. Four to score, Matt. Four to go here, four to score. We can go into uncharted territory. First ever number one seed in school history is in our grasp. Matt, is it realistic? Is this a realistic possibility to think this team could go 4-0, or are you not uh, allowing yourself to go there? No, I, I think it's definitely possible. I would, I'd probably put it at 3-1 as, as more realistic, but yep. I, it's certainly still possible. Um, and I, I mean, even if you go three and one and, and win the league outright, I, th- I think you're you're still in position to potentially grab that that last one seed. Um, so no, but everything's in front of this team, and, and they they seem to be playing pretty well right now. Um, so yeah, it's, it's it's kind of an exciting time right now for for hoops fans, and you've got a chance to do something really special. The concept as well of the league being so good. Uh, is another thing that's kind of interesting, Matt. We've been used to, you've been used to, I've been used to in, in our lifetime, expecting that the league would hurt us. And that's just not the case this year. Jerry's getting ready to make, you know, he's going to probably be on some ACC markets. And the bad news for them is, I mean, I don't know what I can tell you, but your schedule's not going to help you. You only have three teams, maybe four in the field. In, in in the entire league, whereas we have eight or nine, they got five actually, and we have all these yeah, quad they got five now. But we have all these quad one games coming down the stretch. Nobody's doing that, Matt. Not even close. No, your your schedule is kind of backloaded. Which it feels like Tennessee's is kind of every year. They seem to always play Auburn late in the season, and then usually one of the two Kentucky games is late. But no, it's it's shaping up really well this year, where everything's kind of in front of you and. Hopefully that is a good thing and, and kind of gets your team in, in tournament mindset here the last month of the season and gets you ready to play. So, Sonny Smith's going to join us here momentarily, and we're going to connect with him. Dixon, yesterday we had a conversation, and I ran some of the replies, including uh, Hoosier Raw Ryan, who I thought had a very thought-provoking reply. I didn't put Polish Joe's reply in the blog today. And some of the other callers, some of you had some good stuff. Rick Barnes, um, Matt Dixon, as we get ready to go through this down the stretch here, and he's got Tennessee and Rare Air once again at the end of the year. When you look at him, Matt, and you consider the career, 800 wins and everything he's done, do you find him to be overrated or underrated? How, how do you answer that question? Uh I think he's he's probably a little underrated because he he doesn't get credit for all the wins he has. Granted, most of them are are not in the NCAA tournament, but it's I mean to 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 be as consistent a winner as he is in the regular season and to always you know make the tournament kind of gets overlooked a little bit because of of some of the 
the, the failures in March, and, and they're not necessarily failures. It's just his teams never, never overachieve in March like everyone else's does. Everybody gets upset, um, some more than others. Um, you know, he's never lost to a, a 16 seed or 15 seed, and maybe even a 14 seed. But he, his teams just never overachieve in March and outperform their seeds, which yep. you would you would think at some point he would. Um, I mean, I get even like that Duke game last year, they were, I, I think they're actually an underdog in Vegas and it was only the second or third time in his tournament career where his team is one as an underdog, um, b- based on the, on the, the, the Vegas line. And even when you look at the seeding purposes, his team's just, they rarely ever outperform their seed. And that's just, you would think it just one or two times he would, he would do that. Um, but it, you know, I, I think ultimately he's a little bit underrated because he's just so consistent and, and so good in the regular season, and you're almost guaranteed to be a a pretty decent seed in the tournament. Uh, in addition to always kind of being in the tournament, and I think that does get overlooked. And here we are, Tennessee with four to play, is staring down the barrel of an opportunity to grab a one seed, first one seed in school history, which would just be nuts here if that occurred. The only other time in Barnes' career he was a one seed, he went all the way to the Final Four uh, with that Texas team that was led by T.J. Ford, God, way back in the day. But uh, let's bring a, a guy that's a friend of the show in here. Tomorrow, Auburn's in town, and a guy that's from our soil himself, the great Sonny Smith, who grew up in Tennessee uh, and uh, has always been a friend of this program is a credit to the sport of college basketball and always was. Um, when I uh, was here as a student in the 80s, was a coach at Auburn, did a great job there, and we bring the great Sonny Smith in now who calls games for Auburn, uh, home games uh, and, and some select road games. But, uh, Sonny, I welcome you in. It's always great to talk to you, my friend. Hope you're well. I'm well. What a great introduction. I don't know if I should be on this show with that kind of introduction. <laughs> I meant every word I don't of know it. If I'm capable. No, come on. I, I meant every word of it. And uh, the thank thing you I, very much. I'm kidding. Sonny, the thing I've always loved about you is that you, you sort of celebrate college, uh, college sports, the experience, college basketball. Yeah. And, and I used to, I brought you on several years ago before Pearl got there. And you said, you know, Tony, the gig at Auburn is so hard, and people don't realize it when they don't walk in here when they haven't been here because the football thing is just so large. And you said that can be yeah. good or bad, but it casts such a long shadow. So you have to – I would think a guy like you has got to really admire when you look at that nice new gym they have built and yeah. how that thing rock and rolls. Do you – it looks like one of the great scenes in sports. I mean, when they've got a great game in there. Oh, yeah. It's, there's not a better home court advantage. and Not so much name and everything, but the students and the fans are so close to the court. It's almost like it's not, it's not a high school gym type situation, but close. The fans are close. The fans get into the game. And I would think uh, of all the places that I used to go, this could be right up the top of, of, of home court advantages that I've seen. And you know, we had the old Joel Eves place down yep. and we were, we were, we were about as far from the, uh, 
uh, court as, as the people in the stands. It, it was not a good thing. The people need to rush around the court, be a part of the court, and the seats need to be really good for, for the people that are going to cheer the most, like the students. You know, Sonny Smith joining, Tennessee's got the Alabama two-step this week, right? So Auburn yeah. here, which won't be a picnic. And then no. the the game at Alabama. Now, I want you to speak to, because Alabama, when they go on the road, and that weird offense they run, it doesn't travel. But for some no. reason, when they play in their building, they're unreal. What is it about, and what will Tennessee be walking in? Because that's a huge game, potentially, for I the Vols. And this may sound a little crazy. I think the people that live with uh, the three-point shot, a lot of long shots, uh, a lot of one on one play where they take uh contested shots play better at home than they do on the road and then then you add how the how the student involvement is to create a home court advantage for you and that's another thing but I think the style of play uh sometimes makes you a better road team i'm sorry a better home team and that I'm not talking about all the other things that make you good at home. But your style of play sometimes rides a heck of a lot better in some situations like home, and some people have their ways. Let's take, for instance, a team that lives with a three. I think they play better in positions where the uh, three-point shot is hit better, and then generally that's at home. You know, it's a really great point. You ever think in your lifetime you would see it cooking the way it is at Auburn and Alabama, two of the gyms that when you turn the game on, I watched both those games, right? When when Auburn went yeah. to Alabama, it was insane, the atmosphere there. And and then the Alabama at Auburn game is one of the great scenes and just the crazy finish and the whole those two teams just trading yeah. baskets and you ever think you'd see cuz when you and when you and Wimp had it going, you know, yeah. he had the plaid thing, but it's almost like the SEC has decided in the last 15 years we're going to really compete in basketball. And it's like this thing is all of a sudden, like they've invested yeah. in it. You know what I mean? Basketball is, has been, as you say, invested in, and that's exactly what happened. The ability to go out and recruit, you're given more money for that. Uh, you used to have to drive miles and miles to see a, pri- a prospect. Now you can jump on a plane and go see those things. Uh, you have... Uh, all the things going for you from the standpoint of what the league does for you, the, the, does for you in the league that you're in, and all those things added up together has made basketball so good. It's so many, and you think about this: basketball now is well t- taken care of at places you didn't think it would happen. Uh, they, they're having good crowds. They're they're winning at home. Uh, this and the thing about it. This SEC is a great league. It's, it's not one you want to jump in and think we're going to win. It's a tough league. Well, to your point, right? I mean, if you look right now, Ole Miss has a very good coach, and they've got yes, a little hoop here at the end of the year. Mississippi State's got a guy that does a nice job. The guy at A&M acts like a maniac, but he does a nice job. I don't know how people play for him, but more power to him. He looks exhausting, but uh, he does a nice job with his club. He and does. Everybody around the league uh, – pretty much does a nice job. So Rick Barnes just got win 800 the other day. And you look at a guy with his long career, yet for whatever reason it doesn't happen in March for him. When you look at him, what? how do we make sense of that, the randomness of this sport? 
I think the investment by the athletic department and the building of new facilities, those two things made things better. Uh, the commitment of paying coaches became a bigger factor. You could get a guy, uh, like for instance, you, you used to not worry about the payrolls much because they weren't going to pay as much as they did the football coach. I was coaching in a situation and I went for an interview at, uh, let's, I'll just tell you the name of school, VCU. I had no intention of going to VCU, but they wanted to talk. I went to VCU and I took an agent in. The agent came out and grabbed my hand and said, congratulations, you're the new coach at VCU. And I said, why? He said, well, the investment is a little bit more than you're going to believe. And so what has happened, that sounds a, sounds a little crazy, but what has happened is the investment in basketball has been so great that this league, if it was being overran by a couple of leagues like the ACC yep. and others, they caught up. The commitment caught them up. And the arena size and the, and the commitment of, of getting getting students involved is one of the hardest things. And if you ever get that done, it becomes it becomes a, a, a great thing to get to go to a game as a student. Then I think you've got things rolling, if that makes any sense. You've got to have them first, I think. When Bruce Pearl first got here and he connected with that student body with that energy, I, I knew he was going to go to Auburn and do that. I didn't know it would yeah. be Sonny to this extent because he just, uh, I don't know, he just has a way about him. I, I think that's a guy that could have been a master salesman if he'd have wanted to. I think he'd been a great TV evangelist and yeah. he would have had the money rolling in if he would have wanted to. Um, but let's talk about his club. So this Jalen Williams injury is highly significant, and they're not the same club without him. They played no. two bigs over the weekend in his, in his absence. Tell me about what they're doing in his absence and, and how that alters who they are. I think what the, the big thing about him is anytime he has someone go down, someone else steps up. And I don't know if, if that's all Bruce or it's just that kind of guys or it, it's a way that the type of people that they recruited, but almost every situation that they lose somebody by injury, illness, somebody steps up. And that's, that's happened with his team here. And, uh, it, uh, it, it's got a lot to do with the confidence that I think, I think Bruce is one of his strongest points is instilling confidence in his players. And I think that uh, that's made uh, uh, Mazo be, become a much better player. Uh, Davis is, I, I'm sorry, Johnson became a much better player when he was like a freelance one-on-one type guy. He joined the parade of being a team player. And I think uh, all of that's got to do with the way Bruce handles his group. Yeah, Johnson, I would imagine the old Johnson a couple years ago drove you nuts when you used to watch him. Oh, yeah. I still anticipate craziness as he goes in. But it seems to me that he settled in to become one of the guys, a team guy, not a shoot first, pass second type guy. I think he takes a look at who's more open now than he did before. And I think he's become a better player, even though the stats that he has may not be better, but the winning and all that is so much better than it was since he joined. And nobody guards any harder than KD Johnson does. He really gets after his man. He, when he comes off the bench, whoever he's on is in for a, he's in for a tough afternoon. Uh, he's going to have pressure on him all the time. 
and that uh, that's something that I, I've learned to like about him. I had a tough time picking up on him as being one of the players I wanted to do well. <laughs> somehow, somehow, Sonny, I knew that because the the old schoolness, right? In, in, yes. In, you know, but then, but then, when those guys are when they play so freaking hard, even those rock-headed guys, and he's kind of rock-headed. I mean, let's just call that oh, what it is. is. But when they play hard, you have to give them credit. You have to. You got to. And when he nails in on his man, he gets after him. He gets down in the stands like, I'm ready to fight. And, you know, I, I used to worry every time he went in, I said, he's going to take a bad shot. He's going to uh, not make the pass that he needs to. And, and I started overlooking that when I watched how hard he played on defense and how he got after people. And the other thing that he can do for a, for a guy that's not very tall, he can rebound the basketball. And uh, that uh, that makes him available wherever his man tries to take him. And he's been he's a great addition to that team for sure. What's the key for them tomorrow, Sonny, in your, in your opinion? How do they get out of Knoxville with a win? Well, I say this every time. Auburn is just as good as a shoot because they're going to cover everything else that you need to do to win. They're not going to turn it over a lot. They're going to, they're going to block their men out. They're going to go to the board. They're going to move the basketball to the open man. And the only thing that's to, to me, and, and I don't know if, I, if the people that you talk to say this, Auburn is just as good as they shoot. If they shoot, they can beat anybody. If they don't shoot the basketball, they move down into the middle uh, type of middle part of the league, which teams are suffering from the same type of thing. And now that's that's a Sonny Smith evaluation. It might not go, be what other people are saying, but I've said all over this Auburn basketball team is just as good as they shoot because they do everything else. They don't turn it over. Yep. They pass the ball to one another, and they really guard you. So what's ha- what's going to miss? Missing the shots, taking bad shots. And that's uh, that doesn't happen to them very much. The crazy, the other crazy thing, just looking at Auburn's uh, resume, which they're an accomplished team to this point. The other crazy thing about and and with it, without the if it wasn't for the Williams injury, they're still probably in that mix fighting for the league championship uh, right about good. now. That was a huge, huge, huge loss to them, and is a huge loss. But Sonny, the thing that makes them dangerous is is that in their wins. Their wins all come by double digits. For some reason, uh, their losses, you know, in, in the close games. But when they win, they blow people out, which makes your point, which is when they start making mm-hmm. shots, they're yeah. a tough customer. Yeah. Now you you hit it right on the head. They depend on one another. One guy picks it up, the next guy follows right behind him, and when they get everything going, they're as tough as anybody in the league. And it comes down when they're shooting. And that can cannot just be one guy. They rebound the ball with people. They take care of the basketball with people. And when they shoot, they are right up at the top with people, in my estimation. Sonny, when you look at the Vols and this Connect kid and the impact he's had, um, do you think they have what it takes in March to make a run? I, I worried about – I thought they had the point guard that could get them there. I thought he could get them there. And I didn't, none none of the other players jumped out at me and said, boy, he's the guy. Then I started looking at at the rest of the players. They 
their players complement one another. Their people move the basketball, get it to the guy that's hot. Uh, on the teams that they need to run on, they run. If they if they need to play half-court basketball, they do. And I don't think you guys would have to tell me this. I've known Rick forever. I've never known Rick to have a bad defensive team. You know, they play, and they play hard. And uh, I, I, you got to, that's one of the first things you got to do in the SEC. you got to get your team to play hard because anybody can beat you. And, and a lot of times effort is the only thing that takes you out. Yeah, he. Uh, you want to play for him? You better play hard on defense, and you better yeah. play hard all the time. Play hard. He doesn't tolerate it. No. Nope. I mean, and you know what? He's yeah. a, he's a quiet recruiter, and I say this in this way. I was with him one time, and he said, "Sonny, I'm going to get one of the best players in the country." And uh, I, I said, "He didn't tell me who it was." And uh, he he said, "Dear, this was at Texas." And I said, yeah, I've said that a lot of times myself. <laughs> you know? And it ended up that he did. And I'll, I'll let you be the one that names that player. <laughs> he, he was really, really good. That's and, funny. And Rick, Rick Barnes was a guy that got him. He said, I'm going to get one of the best players in the country. And I said, yeah, we all say that. But Rick Barnes said it right. He did. Um, Yeah, that. You know, this place has never been to a Final Four, and this fan base is so great, and they turn out in such huge numbers, and there will be 21,000 people there tomorrow yes. night. And we do this Garza Law uh, post-game, uh, basketball post-game show, call-in show. And, Sonny, we're on sometimes for a couple of hours, and I have to shut it down because I'm exhausted, you know. We're still getting calls, and we have thousands of listeners, and... Man, and you were, you're from here. These people deserve to see a Final Four. They really do. They really do. I, I, I agree with that. They really do. Tennessee, I always looked at it. It's a great job. And then some of us say, well, what's missing? Well, I never did. I, I didn't comment on that because I thought maybe this may be the team that goes all the way. What's missing is everybody else improved their program. and It became harder to get to the top of the mountain than it used to be. If you remember, Tony, back a few years ago, you could look at the top five, six in the league and say they got a chance to go someplace, but there would be somebody down near the bottom. Uh, they're not going to win any games. They may win one every once in a while. But now you cannot go to a place and count on it as a victory. I mean, what what happened is they the, used to build your record up by winning your home games and stealing one or two on a rope, and it became a little bit uh, more difficult now because everybody is good, even down to the bottom of the league. You can get upset. And you got the other thing I think has changed, and I, I don't know how y'all talk about this, but I think you, you would have to, you'd really have to hunt a lot of things to say there's a bad coach in the SEC. Every guy is good. He's good at what he does. Yes. And, and, and it's, uh, then they say, well, recruiting is the name of the game. Well, it is the name of the game. But if you remember all the years you've done this, there have been schools it was hard to recruit to. They say, well, it's football school. Well, it's a f- this type of thing. That And, and uh, you know, they don't say that anymore, I don't think. I think that, uh, I think it's easy to, not easy, but it's, you can recruit to every school in this league. Like, you used to let a lot of players in your own state get away. You know, remember, 
right now, oh, yeah. every school in this league makes it kind of tough on a great player to get out of state. Sonny, you're and the they can go yeah. out of state and get people. You're the absolute greatest. I appreciate you taking some time for us. It's always a pleasure to uh, hang out and talk with you. And um, man, thanks for giving us some time today. It's going to be a lot of fun. Uh, the Alabama two-step for the Vols this week. First Auburn, and then a trip to Alabama. And that is one hard week. That speaks to how tough this league is right now. It's tough. It's tough. The coaches are terrific. The players are terrific. Uh, a lot of a lot of transfers have come into this league and made it a better league too yep. because of yep. that. And that that I think has been one of the biggest things is the players that they can get that's already got it done at other schools. And it's really you used to didn't have that many in a league. A guy would transfer years ago because he's unhappy or couldn't play. And that's not the case anymore. Uh, they, they'll transfer to look for a better NBA type of thing or something like that. So basketball in this league is very healthy at this moment. Sonny, thank you. Be blessed, my friend. Thank you for having me. I enjoy always being on your show, Tony. On the TLD Logistics Hotline, online at tldlogistics.com. What a great guy. Matt. When I turn on the Auburn, me and Y were talking. It's it would be a great great game to go see Alabama and Auburn when they play in that building. That would be a really really fun activity for anyone to get an opportunity to witness and see that live. And I can't believe I'm saying that. I can't believe I'm saying that. But when I watch that Alabama game when they play at Auburn. Or even Auburn and Alabama in hoops. They got their own little iron bowl going there, Dixon. They really do. That and you were making a point about that that Auburn building and you have a comparison. Go ahead. Yeah, just you know, and, and, and Coach Smith talked about it, how the, the fans kind of on top. Exactly. How the fans are right on top of you. And go ahead, Matt. Your the point is Sorry, I yeah, just it, it it's very uh, much like like Lindsey Nelson Stadium is with Tennessee baseball. It's it's is Lindsey Nelson. Matt keeps detonating himself. I I wonder if Lindsey Nelson after the expansion, and we'll have to see. Matt, will Lindsey Nelson maintain its charm when they get the full expansion going? Do you think it'll still maintain its right on top of you charm? I I, I certainly hope so. Um, it's something I'm worried about. Um, I like the the fans are, are you know really on top of on top of you. It feels like, especially behind the plate and down down the first baseline, really. Yeah. Um, I I'm worried that it, that it'll, it'll lose a little bit of that. I don't know if it's character or what the the right word is, but I do think it'll lose some of that charm. Um, and so it'll be interesting to see to see what what that ultimately looks like, and if that environment stays very hostile because it is really hostile when when the fans are fired up and you get a you get a lively crowd in there i i don't uh, want to be misunderstood when i say this matt but i would think it's harder to play a game at a place like an auburn than it is a thompson bowling arena now i think they're both equally difficult i was watching the miami north carolina game last night and tennessee's building looks like North Carolina's building. The old schoolers from Carolina will tell you that the Carmichael gym they had before they built the professional-sized arena was a better home court advantage 
Uh, it seems to me that that seven to 9,000 size where you can put the fans just right on top of the deal, it's so much more intimate than it is in a place like Thompson Bowling Arena. It seems like that's more of a home court advantage. Now, I love our fans, and I love that we show up, but uh, how do you guys respond to that? It just seems to me that it just feels more intense. Well, if the new stadium doesn't have that same feel, at least the Tubbs will still be down there behind home plate. They can pick up the slack for everybody else. Brian adding to the... um, Brian adding to the discourse here. Matt, why is it that like the 9,000-seat <laughs> thing seems like a sweet spot when it comes to uh, hoops? I, 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 don't, I, I guess because it's just the uniqueness of it and the, the fans are, are kind of just on top of you, especially students. Yeah. Um, and, you know, we've talked about before how, how you know, college basketball is probably the, the, the sport that is impacted by crowds the most. And um, and we see it this year. I mean, nobody can win on the road all of a sudden for some reason. Yep. Um, but I, I do think that that when you go into these smaller gyms um, where they the fans are just kind of packed in on top of you, that it, it does make it more hostile, and and you and it, it does affect the way you play for for whatever reason. You know, a lot of you you would think that guys would would be used to playing in smaller gyms. It's not the the venue itself because that's what a lot of guys played in in high school, or you would think. Um, but the I, I don't know, but it, but I do think it does make a difference. And, and Auburn is is arguably the the biggest home court advantage in, in in college basketball right now. I mean, they play really really well, minus that Kentucky game where they just totally laid an egg. Um, they, I mean, they basically blown everybody out. I mean, they beat that South Carolina team by forty points at home. Made them like it, and nobody's done that to them this year. The, uh, the other thing too is that Alabama bunch when they go out of their building, they're dreadful. In Knoxville, if you'd have told me that that team at the end of the at the end of the year with four to play would be vying for a three seed, I would have laughed at you that night. They looked horrendous. And they looked awful Saturday in Lexington, like like bottom of the league, dreadful, the dregs of society. But for some reason, the way they play works in their building. That does that just doesn't make any sense. They have a crazy style. It doesn't make any sense, guys. It makes no sense to me. But that is accurate. Winning on the Winning on the road in college basketball is harder. It's harder than any other sport. It's got to be. College or pro. I want you to the look at. The home crowds, like yeah. Matt said, they yeah. impact college basketball games more than any other in any other entity. Bro, I've got an assignment for you. The top five teams in the league, okay? five. The top five right now in the standings. How many home losses combined in the league among the top five? League games only. I'm not talking about non-league game. I'm talking about league games only. How many games have been played among the top five? So we're, let's see, we're 14 games in. So 14 times five, quick math here. Uh, that's 70 games. Tennessee's lost once. 70, 70 games. How many losses, Matt, you think among the top five in 70 games? What do you think that number is? Probably, I'd say two or three. It can't be many. Is Kentucky a top five? 
Because we well, that yeah, they'll have they'd have a couple. Then. Yeah, they would have accumulated some losses in the league. They would be the outlier. Because South Carolina, that's been a hard place to win for people for whatever reason. Um, Auburn's impossible. Does Alabama have a home loss, guys? Have they lost a game? At no, home? they don't. Not in conference. No, they have not lost a home conference game. No, that's they lost I, to Clemson non-conference. Yeah, it's kind of what I thought. Yeah, there are things that happen in the non-league. That's why I said non-league to me doesn't matter because it doesn't matter. Obviously, it matters, but for the sake of our conversation right now, I'm talking about league games. People dialed in. They get in front of you. You get their full attention. It's a full-throated, undivided thing. It's serious. It's kind of like this first hour where we had two guests on the TLD Logistics Hotline, and then we come back on the other side. 865-200. Volcats will ignore UNC Greensboro. Yeah, Volcats will ignore UNC Greensboro for you there, Philip. That never happened. We'll take a brief time out, of course. But Tennessee did go in your building. And below you to kingdom come. It was 11 points, but it felt like 30. You know it, and I know it. So put that in your pipe as we hand our hour, hour number two. Your piper. Put that in your pipe. As the great Maria Cornelius used to say, in your piper. And smoke it! So we continue with more after this. This is Coach Trader's Golf from Columbia Central High School Football. You are listening to 101.7 WKOM in Columbia, Tennessee. Hi, I'm Robert Rogers at Parks Motor Sales Buick GMC. And I'm Michael Parks Lawrence at Parks Motor Sales Buick GMC. Together, we're Mr. Bobby Parks' grandsons, and we run his dealership, and we are glad to be part of our local community. Being family-owned and operated, we invest heavily in our community. We do things like sports teams, schools, bands, you name it. We try to help everybody we can. The reason why we do this is because we all love this community. So come do business with us, your neighbors, at Parks Motor Sales in Columbia, Tennessee, right off Nashville Highway, or at ParksMotorSales.com. Hello, I'm Barbara Lincoln with Holland's Pharmacy. You may have heard our previous commercials about compression hosiery that we carry at Holland's Pharmacy. Well, we've recently expanded into a full line of knee braces, back, wrist, ankle, and other support wear. We will gladly help you get just the right fit for these items and, of course, special order items to ensure the proper fit. Come see us at Holland's Pharmacy, 1608 Hatcher Lane, or call us at 931-388-4233. 388-4233. American Standard Heating and Air Conditioning is built to a higher standard, so you can focus on the problems in your life that actually matter. Like the drywall that somehow isn't. American Standard Heating and Air Conditioning. Built to a higher standard. Call Davis Heating and Cooling at 931-388-2090 for all your home comfort needs. Davis Heating and Cooling is your local American Standard dealer and proudly serves the Murray County area. Find Davis Heating and Cooling online and on Facebook or call today, 388-2090. Hi, this is Steve, the Garbage Man. Y'all have heard me talk in the past about Packer, our mascot dog. Well, I have some sad news about Packer. She recently crossed over the Rainbow Bridge to join our other beloved pets of the past. Packer lived out her final days on our farm in Water Valley. She had a great 14 years of life after being rescued by Don from being thrown away as a pup in someone's garbage. Rest in peace, Packer. 
Are you thinking about a new fence? Maybe you need a pole barn. Then you should give Sands Fence Company a call. That's 931-309-1644. Will Sands has built his business based on the principles of honesty, quality, and integrity. Sands Fence Company has been in business for over 20 years, providing the community with farm, residential, and commercial fencing, as well as pole barns and buildings. Call today for a free estimate. Sands Fence Company, 931-309-1644. For 40 years, the Jewelers Bench has worked hard for their customers and provided the highest quality jewelry at the best price. They keep going back. Recent renovations have allowed them to expand their inventory. More high-quality jewelry, custom vintage and estate pieces, and professional jewelry and watch repairs. They also buy gold. The Jewelers Bench, still here, still great service. 808 Trotwood Avenue, Columbia. Hello, my name is Connor Mims. My wife Bradley and I live in Columbia, Tennessee in Riverside. I am a deck and porch builder and my wife is a second grade teacher at Riverside Elementary. My specialty is designing and building elegant and comfortable porches and decks. Let me work with you to design and build the porch or deck of your dreams. Give us a call today from our website, memsmodernlandscape.com. That's memsmodernlandscape.com and check out what we have to offer. Thanks. This is Trey Adcock with Dixie Equipment Sales and Rental. We sell ASV and Wacker Noisen equipment. We also rent a wide variety of compact equipment in the Middle Tennessee area. Come see us. We are located in Columbia, Tennessee at 200 East 16th Street. You can call us at 615-969-0118 or visit our website at www.dixiediesel.com. We have been in business for over 42 years and we would love to help you turn your project into reality. If you have Medicare and Medicaid, you may be able to get more help to cover your care and costs. A United Healthcare dual complete plan can help you get more benefits than original Medicare. Whether you choose our online tools or over the phone support, United Healthcare will help you compare options so you can choose a plan with confidence. See if you qualify for a United Healthcare dual complete plan. Call 855 UHC MORE. That's 855 UHC MORE. 855 UHC MORE. This is Del Kennedy from Porch Radio. Today I'm at Foodland in downtown Columbia, Tennessee. I'm speaking with Bobby Howell, your hometown grocer. Foodland has got a new circular out. It's got specials that will run through next Tuesday, February 27th. Bobby, what's happening at Foodland this week? We got ground chuck, $3.99 a pound. Eight-pound bag of jumbo russet potatoes, $3.99 each. Domino sugar, four-pound bag, two for seven. Coca-Cola half liter six packs, two for nine. And then next Tuesday on February 27th, we have a $2 sale day, which Guantley Bologna is $2. Hot Pockets are $2. Five pound russet potatoes are $2 a bag. Wow, that's amazing. And so those $2 specials are next Tuesday, February 27th. One day only. One day only. Okay, I got it. All right, folks. And remember, for guys who grill, Foodland has got the best meat department in Murray County. I guarantee it. Bobby, have a great week. Thank you. This is Jack Cobb with Murray County Public Schools and the Big Yellow School Bus. You're listening to Front Porch Radio on 101.7 WKOM in Columbia, Tennessee. TB back with you. It is our do, 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 do with you. And we're wide open for you at 865-200-5402. We've had the conversation about Rick Barnes and March. Jerry Palm, who appeared on our TLD Logistics Hotline earlier, called Tennessee's next four games.
a, quote, schedule of opportunity. Auburn's in town tomorrow night. No Jalen Williams for them. Don't fool yourself there, though. That's still a losable basketball game for Tennessee. I mean, Tennessee's got, how good's the SEC? Four quad one games coming up down the stretch. Matt, was that on your Singo card that all four of those games would be quad one at the end of the year? Was that on your Singo card? And the team that's closest to quad two is Kentucky, Matt Dixon. Was that on your Singo card coming into the year? Kentucky is one of the lesser games left. Uh, Well, we knew that they had a challenging stretch late. Uh, but no, not, not, I mean, South Carolina was supposed to be kind of the, the get right game or kind of the gimme in there. And that's yep. going to be a very challenging game. At, you know, I mean, both of the, I mean, all these games you could easily lose. Um, it'd be, it'd be disappointing to, to lose at home, but, um, yeah, I mean, you'll prob- probably be a slight underdog at Bama, but that's a, ga- a kind of a game that I think Tennessee's actually matched up well against them the mm-hmm. last couple of years. Mm-hmm. Um, now it's, it's difficult to go down there and win, as we've talked about, but no, we, it's, it, I don't know. For some reason, Tennessee's schedule always seems to be a little backloaded in I, hoops. I like, Matt, what Tennessee d- did the last time they played them, which we have got the rest of the week to dissect that, but when they took those guys, and ran them off that line and did what teams did to them, what what teams do to them in the NCAA tournament, which I don't know why everybody doesn't play Alabama that way. Just stand out there and form a wall and say, hey, we'll give you a 12-footer. Take it. Take your 12-footer. They don't do it, Matt. They will not do it. They will not do it. It is an absurd brand of basketball Alabama plays. Yeah, well, it, it's very unique. Um. You know, they just spread you out and uh, use a lot of tempo and, and, you know, basically shoot threes and layups. It's the, the best, I think the best comparison to it across the sport is it's a lot like Hypo's offense in a lot of ways. Um, just in terms of its uniqueness and, you know, it's high flying. It's a very exciting when it's working well. But if you have a little blueprint that can slow it down, it kind of works the whole game. So I, I, I don't know what it says about Nate Oates. And, and his coaching style, but when they get beat, they—I mean—they get destroyed. Destroyed. Like, like they came in here and had no chance. They could have easily lost by thirty. You know, Kentucky could have beat them even worse than they did, and it was a layup line for much of that game. Like when that, when Bama gets beat, they get just destroyed. And I don't—I don't know if that's what that what that means exactly, but it's it's very interesting. The thing that gives you hope too tomorrow for the Auburn game. And look, Auburn under Bruce Pearl's had some moments in Knoxville and there. They've had some moments against Barnes. It's kind of been a uh, – I think both of those guys are ultra-competitive people. Every time you take the floor, you want to win. I think when those guys take the floor against each other, the history of each, the fact that Barnes lives in the Pearl comparisons and the kind of lives in the Pearl shadow a little bit here. I mean, let's just call it what it is and will till he gets to school to an, at least an Elite Eight. Um, that's got a that's got a great at him, I would think. Um, the Auburn team this year, though, we were talking with Sonny Smith about this. They just don't function well in close games at all, Matt. If you can keep the game close, you'll beat them because they're going to melt down on you. That's who they are. That's a front running bunch. 
Yeah, they're very they they kind of been front running for a couple of years. Um, it, it feels like, but yeah, all I mean, you mentioned it to to Coach Smith. All their wins are are double digit wins, which that's ultimately what's going to get them beat is they'll get in one of these close games and, and not be able to function. Um, don't necessarily have kind of a, a true point guard, I don't think. Kind of do it by committee. Um, their best players are kind of bigs um, who can who can step outside and shoot, but aren't guys you just can give the ball to and say, hey, go score unnecessarily. Um, so they're, you know, I think that they're really good. Um, I've never thought they've been as good as their, the metrics. And, I mean, they've been like a top 10, top 5 team virtually all season, even when they weren't ranked in the in the human polls. And I just – I don't see that. But they're very dangerous when they make shots. I mean, they're, they're not a good shooting team, and they don't really have have that go-to score that they can give the ball to on the wing and, and have them go, go win games for them like Dalton Connect. To the phones we go. 865-200-5402. This is your Tuesday edition, Tony Basilio Show, show of record. Sonny Smith on here earlier, breaking it down scientifically. Jerry Palm said the Vols, a number one seed, is very much, very much in the grasp. We didn't do the radio thing today where we went back and forth. He said the schedule's there. You win those next four, you're jumping. I mean, it's pretty, it's the math, the, the league... He he said Arizona's league, the the league Arizona's league will not help them. Tennessee keeps winning. Arizona cannot do enough. So you can put them aside if you keep winning. He said North Carolina, their league's not good enough. He said I'm telling I'm going on shows and I'm telling these ACC people when the time comes and you're compared to these other power leagues, your league's not going to stack up. So that's the bad news for y'all. Because, again, college basketball is a game of numbers more than any of these games. If we're to believe when Selection Sunday rolls around, who ends up on what line and for what reason? It's a game of numbers. If you're to believe that. Now, if you're not to believe that, if Tennessee and North Carolina are right there and Tennessee's profile's a little better, those of us who believe it's a TV show will say they're going to put North Carolina on the one line ahead of the Vols, which is another story for another day. Matt, if I ask you that, if those two come down to that selection Sunday and it's North Carolina and Tennessee and they're sitting there neck and neck, will they take that higher profile North Carolina team and make them a one seed, Matt? Just because. Oh, absolutely, and they had the head-to-head win, and they have had that, which, which, granted, it, it, I mean, it's it, it was know, there by eight in Chapel Hill, yeah, so without really, easy, really, yeah, really should have lost. I mean, really, that was a twenty-point game for much of it. I mean, you got destroyed in the first half, but you made it look, you made it look respectable. And if Connect hadn't have rolled his ankle, you might have had a chance to to, to truly steal that one. But no, if, if it comes down to it, North Carolina will. They would get the benefit of the doubt anyway, yeah. but this year especially they have the head-to-head win that, that the committee can always um, can always point to. Let me go Let me go down and say right now, as the great Michael McDonald once said, and, oh, and I'm here to love you, let me go down and say right now that I want North Carolina or I want Purdue right now. I want a rematch, and I wouldn't mind playing well, Kansas either. Kansas, 
You could throw Kansas in that mix, yes, too. Yes, sir. I want all three of them. They in look, fact, they look extremely beatable. In fact, let's do this. Kansas Kansas is not going far in the tournament. No. They don't, they don't have depth. They no. Just, they're overachieving right now. I would do this, Matt. I'll play at 1 o'clock, we'll play Purdue. At 4 o'clock, let's play North Carolina. And then at 7 o'clock, we'll turn around and play that. Uh, we'll play that Kansas bunch, and we'll come out of that deal 3-0. and Let's go to the phones. Hello and welcome into our next call. You are on our Tuesday edition. Hi. Ah, good morning, gentlemen. I'm nervous. I swear I feel like I'm in you a job be. interview back in the 90s. You should be. <laughs> you should be nervous because we have our game face on today. <laughs> yes, sir. How y'all doing? Great day to How be alive. Doing? Great to talk to you. And uh, oh my goodness, I just I don't know what is that. How do I? How do I refer to your pa- are they your panel or the panel the panel the gang the guys the family familia the fam- or in Italia famiglia? <laughs> Did you grow up around familia. the paisans uh, up in New Jersey? Where there are a lot of paisans familia. around you? Familia, familia, familia. You got it. Now you, you know, got it. Now I you're made, talking. I made homemade spaghetti sauce yesterday, Tony. It must be a sign. How did you know? Walk us through that. How did you make homemade spaghetti sauce? Tell me your recipe. Now, look, the tomatoes ain't good right now, so full disclosure, you know, I used uh, the can. It says uh, tomato uh, for pasta. Yeah, so like, do you use tomato paste or the sauce sauce? No, you know, you can go that route. Yeah, my mom used to do that. She used to use contadina. Yeah, the and that water. And That's right. The, the uh, sauce has just already done that for mm-hmm, you. Mm-hmm. So I do that, and I do, and as far as my, I do put some like you can get the Italian seasonings and right. put everything mixed. Uh, but uh, usually, I really like to have parsley. That makes a big difference. Yes, it, you, it's got a little bit in there. That and basil is what gives it the yes. good smell. I think basil, absolutely. I'll tell you another little trick we have is you get you some zazich. And you oh, let you cook some sausage. You cook some zazich oh, 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 okay. right in that okay. sauce and let it let it Ooh. simmer, let it grow. Oh, oh, oh you'll come back That's again favorite, uh, and again. Uh, yeah. Here's another thing, Everybody Peggy. Everybody else loves Mexican yep. food, you know, around Tennessee. Heck no. I, I, they, but you know, I'm the odds out. I love the Italian. I make I make my noodles from scratch too, Peggy. When I do it. Oh, now, yeah, do you do you that? Are, we have the spaghetti are, maker here. I ain't never done that. Oh no, we grind it. Me and Laura, we take it and we grind it through the grinder. Oh, and you, you got to use wow. your hands, you know. And uh, hey, oh yeah, you, you know, roll your own. Me, uh, when I was sixteen, yep. I went spent the summer up in Jersey and babysat for Little Larry. It's when Big Larry just burst up in the bar. And it's still open. It's not closed. It's still running, and Little Larry runs it now. I'm going up there this summer, and I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to shake that. the hand and share hey, the land oh, to yes, those people. I'm going to tell you, he goes to that spring camp every year for well, the Philly. You will, you will email me and get me Larry's coordinates, because I will look for him this weekend when I'm down there. Yeah, he, I, when I, I'm going to hang out with him and Ricky Ricardo. Oh, my God, Little Larry does that every year. Peggy, here's the deal. Here's the deal on the noodles. Okay. Yeah. You would not believe. So, 
young Kaylee, she made us some homemade manicotti not too long ago. Yeah. Do you want to talk about something good? Are you kidding me? Mm. Everything homemade? Are you kidding? Oh, it'll spoil you. Oh! Oh! I had my first true pizza at, at listen, Uncle Larry's sister married a guy named Costabood. Who Paul is it? Costa what was his name? Uncle uh, Casa Boone. He was a Casa Boone. Okay. And he did their cooking at Larry's Bar. Yes. They, I mean, this, you didn't go in there and get a bunch of stuff deep fried. They went. They had clams. They, you know, they what's, went and caught this stuff. I got so spoiled. What's Larry's I Bar called, to, Peggy? What's it called, Larry's Bar? Yeah, just Larry's Bar in Millville, New Jersey. They got a web, uh, you know, a I gotta ask web Matt. page. You can have Brian, I get, you know, look right. it up for Matt you. Dixon, do you believe their food's any good at Larry's Bar? Matt Dixon. Matt Dixon said he wouldn't eat the French fries from there, Peggy. No, I'm, I'm, I'm sure. I'm sure it's incredible. Forty percent. Forty percent. Matt Dixon He's, has followed me. Forty percent, and he, Brian has moved me from twenty-five. <laughs> Ah! The last time. Oh, you really are Brian taking that. Now, Brian got me tickled, and I get Brian. Now, see, I'm beginning to get his. Yeah, humor. you're getting him. Yeah. I'm getting him. Yeah, he's I, a clown. I, I just think he's, he's just part of him that don't like me, and, you know, you just can't win. No, Matt claps at everybody. Hey, Saturday night, Matt ripped me on the postgame show out of nowhere. Well, just ripped me. Well, just ripped into me. What, you've got one guy that really don't like me, so I would like to call him out because he's thrown two strays at me. I Bino? I don't know why. Is that Bino? No, it's. It's, no, Bino's, oh my God, I you love ought to, Hey, hey Peggy, you ought to hear what Bino says off the air about you. Good night. Oh my God. Good night. Bino is, uh, you know, I, oh, I, you get me sidetracked, Tony. Now, see, that's why they can't follow me. Peggy, are we going to finish well this year in basketball? What are you feeling right oh now? Oh my God, Tony. It, look here. Now, you, I, that's what I meant. I was going to say, I'm to the acceptance stage of grieving over, you know, the Niners. Now I'm starting to get that nervous. I'm really dialing in, you know, to our basketball. I've been, what, you know, come on now. I, but, yeah, it's like it's right there. But it's right there. It's like I can't even, 49ers had everything set up for them, honey. I, you know, I can't even describe, and I think that's why it's so hard. I'm making progress, and I checked into my show out there last night. Yep. You know, they're still having, it's like a therapy session. Some of I thought, you know, look, I really had to check off of it because I thought I'm hey, making progress. Peggy, who do you have I more mean, confidence in in the postseason, that Shanahan guy or Rick or Rick Barnes? Who do you have more oh, confidence Rick in? Rick Barnes, Rick Barnes. And it's not because my great-grandmother's name was Ida Jane Barnes. Did you hear that, Matt? If you don't think, yeah. if you don't think this team's going now, when you evoke the name of Ida and Jane yes, Barnes on here, Matt Dixon. a place called Barnes Valley. Oh, Barnes Valley, the now Barnstormers, Paulie Joe. Could, I bet Rick Barnes would like this spaghetti. Went on to Texas. What if I was related to Rick free. Barnes? I need to go on Ancestry and look it up. Peggy, you're the man. Thank you. Unbelievable call by you. As our listeners appearing on the TLD Logistics phone line, incredible call by Peggy. All others will be judged against that for the rest of the hour. Hello and welcome in to our next call. 
Yeah, I always follow the best, man. I always follow the you best. You got it. You, you tried the rest. Now try the best, as my favorite pizza boxes always say. <laughs> uh, one correction. Yesterday I said Rick Barnes to catch Dean Smith. In my mind, Dean's number was like 8-something. It's actually 902. So right. I looked that up after my call. Now, if he stays like five or six more years, he probably will, but whatever. Which so I think, by the way, I think he will. Because a guy like really? Rick Barnes, well, what hobbies does he have? These guys are, he's a yeah. very healthy man. Uh, he tells people, look, as long as we're at a high level, I'm here. He says, no, I'm not going to rebuild. He tells people that. Yeah. If I ever wake up, he said, and I have a team that I think is going to win 16 games, 15 games, I'm not going to stick around. Well, that's never going to happen, though. And that's so not going to happen. Right. That's exactly right. <laughs> well, I guess I guess my prediction might prove, too, but you're going to have to wait a minute on it. Can I ask uh, you something I meant to ask Jerry? Where is this Zach Eady guy going that he's not going to be at Purdue next year? Do so you think he's playing in the NBA? or? Uh, they got a space program. You know, a lot of famous astronauts um, from Purdue. Maybe he's going to be the first seven-footer. Uh, <laughs> we don't have that since the, the, uh, he's the, gonna, Since we don't have NASA anymore, he's just going to hold um, like astronauts up in the air, you may, know, make the noise like they're may, little kids. Maybe he'll be the first pick in the NBA, the Mars Basketball Association. And by the way, since there we're on the go. subject, of just weird things in sports. I just want to say something here, Ryan, and I don't want to drag you into this or matter, Brian. Would the national media please quit saying that Caitlin Clark is going to break Pete Maravich's record? Caitlin Clark hasn't yeah, played one men's game. It. Why can't it be two separate sports? Why does the media have to pretend that men are women and women are men? They aren't. And there's nothing wrong with that. I love Caitlin Clark. I watched the full Lady Vol game Sunday. But it's not men's basketball. It's women competing. It's great in its own right. It's worth celebrating. It's worth talking about. You're not playing in the men's tournament. You don't have Coach K and Gino Ariema's numbers do not compare. Quit saying no. that. It's an insult to my intelligence. And you're just lying to yourself. Quit lying. She's not setting men's records. It is idiotic. Quit saying that. No more, no more than Todd Helton's uh, and Chris Burke's records in Knoxville are the same thing that goes on with ladies' ball softball. Nobody says that. I mean, it's the same thing. It's stupid. Stop it. Stop it already. Okay, continue, Ryan. I'm sorry. I'd agree 100% with that. Real quick side note. Did y'all ever see Reggie's big sister Cheryl play? My daddy always said if anyone could have played with the boys, it was Cheryl. Is Cheryl still the greatest woman of all time? No. Or is Caitlin Clark? Caitlin Clark is she is uh, the prototype of of the future women's player. I mean, she's unreal, man. Well, I tell you, even on a men's team, if if we could put her in at the last minute to where. Yeah, she'd she have to guard somebody. Defense. Yeah, exactly. She could, she could she could hit a shot as good as any dude. Like you need one last second, she might be top five. I'd pick men or women. But I'm telling you, her right, and that different. Curry guy in a three point shooting contest. If they would have put her out there the way her buzz is, they would have flown her in. Where was that thing, Bri? Where was the uh, up in Indianapolis? Indy. If they would have taken, I her, guess it was Indy. Can you imagine the numbers that thing would have gotten? They don't let her watching. shoot. I wasn't even tempted to watch the real one. No, 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 no. 
Hey, real quick, Tom, on this 4-0. This is for Matt J. Dixon, a little hypothetical. Yes. Balls go 3-1, and one, beat Alabama, win the SEC, but the one loss is to Kentucky. Or the Vols go 3-1, and one, lose to Alabama, finish second, but the, they beat Kentucky. Which one are you picking? Now be honest. Go ahead, Matt Dixon. Uh, I'd take the loss to Kentucky if you still win the league because that means you rested all your starters that last game. Party discipline. Party okay, discipline. I'm glad to hear it. Party discipline. I hear you say that, minutes. that you would take a loss to Kentucky Part at home, man, the man, man, if, they've, if they've already won the league title, then they're going to take that game off, and that'll be like week 17 in the NFL. The man's practicing party discipline. DJ Jefferson gets 10 minutes in that game. Party discipline. I just wanted to make sure I heard that correctly. I just wanted to make yeah, sure because it's, everybody it's, out there. It'd be an, exhi- it'd be an exhibition game. <laughs> hey, you know what? I thought and there's a chance Tennessee could still win anyway. And it this team is balling hey, right now. They are peaking. They're pretty good. They're pretty damn good right now. Hey, hey Ryan, I've, I've got a, a question for you. This is kind of really off topic, but was was Chris Beard with Bobby Knight at Indiana or just Texas Tech? Texas Tech. And, and you okay. watch. You watch what happens. IU is going to wait one year too long. Dusty's going somewhere else, and we're going to get Beard, and I'll have to live with it. But that's okay. And it's going to be all-time boring, isn't it? Hey, uh, Hoosier, where is Bobby Knight's son at right now? Hunting, as we speak. I don't know. <laughs> Poor Pat. You talk about nepotism. The only thing better than Stephen F. and Pearl might have been Pat Patrick F. and Knight at Indiana, man. Well, let me, give you, let me give you guys a little scuttlebutt in the industry, which is kind of interesting, right? You keep hearing Pearl's name linked with these different jobs. Now, I wasn't going to do this Let's to Sonny Smith you. earlier. Do you know what he's? Uh, do you know what Bruce Pearl's doing? He's trying to create a succession plan where they will name his son the head coach. Oh my! So God. he stays there. Oh, that's going on. That's that's the scuttlebutt in the industry, and I believe that Bruce has a real blind spot for his son, uh, and that's fine. I don't think he's good enough uh, that he's going to succeed, but who knows? Maybe he does. We'll see. Well. Maybe they'll be saying BBB is bring back Barbie petition after a couple years of that. BBB. And, B- and Bino said to Peggy's call, he hopes we're not heading down to Barnes Valley in the next three weeks. <laughs> Barnes Valley floods in March, right? Well, who's your ball, Ryan? Um, you guys have lost twice this year to that Penn State team somehow. No offense to you. Who? Who? Who's Indiana. Who? The Hoosiers? The Hoos? Yeah. How yeah, is that possible? Penn State, and you're going to you know, bring that coach back? How is that possible? Gonna do it. They're going to do it. They're How is that possible, that. man? The Big Ten, outside of Ohio State, doesn't care about sports. And Michigan. That's why. Do you find my throwing that in your face to be an irritant, yes or no? No, I find it funny. I haven't watched an IU basketball game since uh, the Kansas game, man. This is, and I, I've been like this since I was little. It's a bad feeling when you check out. When they force you to check out, it's a bad feeling, man. Yeah, it's bad. Thank you, brother. Hey, yeah. Go Big Orange. Good Go talking to you. That's right, because he's a Hoosier ball. And I accept that. I accept a guy that was born there who has come here, and he's, I, I like the Hoosier ball. Hello, and welcome into our next call. Hoosier ball, greater than Vol Cats any day of the week. Because Vol Cats are confused. 
uh, creatures. <laughs> Hello and welcome. And uh, Volcats are people that want to count Caitlin Clark's record in men's basketball. Instead of just letting it stand on its own. Absurd. It's dumb. I mean, it's an insult to anybody's intelligence. She's not playing the same sport as they are. As we go back to the phones, hello and welcome. She's a great player. Celebrate her. Don't diminish her with that. Hello and welcome into our next call. How are my friends and compatriots doing today? W. Lynn, welcome in. Guys, you, you know, I love the Lady Vols, probably of all the callers. I've been to more games and all, and I think it's ridiculous that they're comparing her with Pete Maravich. Well, it's like this thing. I mean, look, with women's basketball, and again, it's two different sports, but when somebody barely dunks a basketball, they act like it's like a tomahawk slam, and they show it, and I'm like, look, it's just, I mean, it was a dunk. But we don't have to go like crazy on you overboard over this thing. But anyway, I, I just yeah, I, I, I don't get it. We don't compare men's soccer and college results to women's soccer. I mean, exactly, exactly. So, but and I'd like to say something about the court storming. I, yep, I'm not sure what we can do about it, but. I'd, I will say this. If that had happened at Duke and Duke had stormed the court and heard a Wake Forest player, I don't think we'd be hearing that much about it. Dixon, is he right or wrong? What do you think? Because it was Kyle Filipowski. Well, they, they, Duke stormed the court when they beat Clemson in football last year. What do we hear well, about that, what Matt? I'm saying. It's, it's because it's little old Wake Forest that heard a Duke player. Yeah, because I think because it was a Duke publicity. player. It became a, a big sum, I mean, you, you do need they do need to figure out a way to get the opposing team off the court. But I, I personally am pro court storming and college college hoops. But you've got to well, figure I out like a way it, to get Tony, the opposing team a, off the court safely. Tony, you made a point I love about everybody with their darn phones. I used to say you don't even need to have a phone in a game unless you got somebody in the hospital or your wife's getting ready to have a baby. Well. I used to be so pro-court storming, and I can't believe this comes out of my mouth, but I just think people with phones and the need, the craven need to show off and to be the main character when, when your friends are filming yes. you could lead to some really bad things happening during court storming. Well, plus they're looking at their phone, and they're not looking at where they're going. Well. You go drive around campus any day. That's scary. Students are... And, There'll be somebody cross looking at their phone, not even looking at the cars. Oh, it's scary, and kids are walking on that campus. That's no doubt that's happening, no doubt. But uh, I like court storming, but I, I don't know what to do about it. I mean, it's 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 there, but Barnes uh, is underappreciated. Uh, oh, before I get to Barnes, I, I do want to congratulate Steve Forbes at Wake Forest. He's done a brilliant job at staying near the top of that conference. Don't you guys agree? Uh, yeah, but he hasn't been to the NCAA tournament yet. I, I th And I love Steve, but I think to this point he's underachieved at that place would be my uh, sense of him. I'm not sure if he's a happy camper there either because they promised him some things yeah. and, they haven't, and they haven't delivered. Uh, I haven't talked to Steve about this, but, uh, again, coaching Scott, a lot of people I talk to. They've promised him some stuff. They haven't delivered. Um, I'm not sure he's thrilled to be there. I, I hope for his sake he can win. They can get hot. He can get to the NCAA tournament. 
and maybe get somewhere else if that's what he wants to do. Well, I'm planning on Rick Barnes winning the national yeah. title and retiring, and we get Forbes and Tony Jones and part of the band back together. There you go. I think Rick Barnes, if he wins it, will want to say and will go you right know, around uh, Danny White to the boosters and will try to uh, set up his own succession plan because that's who Bar- Barnes fashions himself as kind of a kingmaker. That's uh, true. I.E., I.E., he's got Kim English on his pretty much his path. Started at George Mason, now at Providence. And if Kimmy can, uh, can, can scratch some success there, he'll move him on. So uh, it'll be interesting. Yeah. It'll be interesting to see. But what, uh, I, I, I love Barnes, and I, I can remember when we got to the second weekend of the tournament with Pearl, that uh, the Sweet 16, it was just like going to heaven, just doing that. Yep. yep. And I think part of the reason, you know, there's some people out there that we call the Barnstormers. He's six and five in the NCAA tournament. Here, but of the five losses, only one has been to a top twenty team out of his five NCAA losses, and, that's, and that was Purdue in twenty nineteen. I, I think yeah. that bothers people. Well, Matt's right too. We, and then when you're a lesser seed. He's not. He doesn't beat people in his career. Like some of these teams get in the middle of the bracket and they get hot. Like this Hubert Davis guys. He has accomplished a coach as Barnes. No way. Hey, the year that uh, UConn won it with Kevin Ollie, does anybody know off the top of their head? Were they a mid seeded team, or were they a top of the bracket team? Do you guys remember? I Anybody think they were a seven. Remember. I think they were a seven year, seed. I believe seven. that year. That's yeah, the point. They were like a seven and a three. That Tom Izzo's made runs as a as a mid seed. Bayheim went to a couple of final fours as like a seven seed. I mean, it it happens every year. But Barnes just for whatever reason, his teams never overachieve in March. Like never, never as yeah, a never. I, I, I can't. Nobody can figure it out. But I'm I'm, I'm with Bino. Just keep going. Keep, keep on going, the Rick. Door, we believe in you, Rick. Keep, get in you'll never know what happened yeah i'm pumping that sunshine and i'm pumping that positive energy today his way my friend and we got to get over there and make some noise and i'm still upset about in the end zones yeah they got students there but in one end zone at least they should have them down all the way to the cameraman but they've got they've sold seats and i'm sure high dollar you know to be in front of the students danny does his sleight of hand like his peasant and, party, you know, they're going to have. If you, if you look at the, the first game, student no you see, he's about a three-point line distance from yeah. the out-of-bound line, and that's that's absurd. Danny's a sleight-of-hand guy. you got to watch old Danny. Does a nice job. Yeah. He's a sleight-of-hander. He's a smart guy in the press. He's a sleight-of-hander. Thank you. Uh, All right, go Big Orange. I you... think I'm going to the baseball game today. Oh, it's beautiful. Will the flag be there? Will the coonskin cap be there? Yes, it will. Boom! Thank you, my friend. Well, High Point's in trouble. High Point won a game over the weekend with uh, Old Miss. Matt, what kind of clubs Old Miss have? Uh, I mean, they, they have to be better than they've been the last two years. But wow, talk um, about losing! I don't think stinger. they're they're great. They had the they they were really smart. They opened the season at Hawaii. Um, why aren't you doing that, Tony Balls? Like yeah, a Tony four game Balls. series at Hawaii. You clown. Um, which is pretty cool. Yeah, Tony uh, Balls. But no, I, I don't know. Vander, they'll, they'll... Vanderbilt did that a couple years ago. Yeah, Vanderbilt was smart enough Vandy to do that. 
Can we figure out a way, guys, to make these non-league schedules better in baseball? Because every now, game across the board I, is a is is a baby seal clubbing. Okay, the SEC is tough as it is. Every week, there's you don't have a week off. Why would you want to load yourself down in the non-league part of your schedule? Why would you want to do that to yourself? Just something competitive, so I can look at it. Well, you, well, you, well, you say that they 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 run rule these teams, but if you look at the baseball scores, yep. there's one or two top twenty-five teams that lose one of these games every day. Vanderbilt's got a so couple I, losses like I'll, already. I'll give Tennessee credit; they 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 play inferior teams, but they they win. And they, they figure out their roster and figure out roles. I thought it's by design, like Brian said, it's by design. I mean, we can, we can harp on it all we want, but it, it's worked out the last couple of years. Hey, I don't want to harp. I'm just saying, you know, it, 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 I'm comparing it right to that Lady Vol softball. The Lady Vol softball team played in an ultra competitive event over the weekend. They're playing in another one this weekend. Like these show, they've been in three showcases so far. And I don't know why baseball can't mix it up a little bit and play a few more showcases before we get into this. But that would lead to the argument that you ought to take that schedule and move it back about three weeks, two or three weeks, so that you play more games in warmer weather. That's all. I'm not trying to be – for instance, I and maybe I'm wrong here, but I think I heard Cody Hahn over the weekend on, base, on television say that uh, – that was the first work for the Albany Patroons. Was that was that their first action, Matt, over the weekend while we've been playing for a couple weeks? Yeah, that was their that first is, games, yes. and I believe I don't know if it's exact with them, but a lot of those teams they have not practiced outdoors yet. Isn't that wild? Hey, he's like, I remember that. watching LSU. I think it was Eastern Michigan last year to open the year because I wanted to see Paul Skeens. Yeah, and they said on the broadcast that that was the first outdoor. Um, activity that their the Eastern Michigan's baseball team had done this year was playing a game at LSU. I thought I heard Cody say something about that too. The it's probably true. Yeah, the Patroons haven't even had, and I and you know what? All things being equal, for who they are and who they were, uh, they were pretty good. Now they ended up getting rocked and ripped, but when they had their starting pitching in, they were pretty competitive with Tennessee. Uh, and fairly, you know, they've played pretty clean baseball, all things being equal. I'll come back on the other side. Look, I grew up in the Northeast, played baseball there in high school. I remember, picture this, you're outside practicing. It gets dark in the spring before the clock changes, uh, 4.45, 5 o'clock. School would get out for us 2.20. By the time you got on the field, it was 3. You might have got an hour, hour and 15 minutes in before it's dusk. I mean, I'm not kidding you. That's a, that's a, and it's freezing. And back then, we used to have these aluminum bats, not the stuff they have now. And you'd hit the ball in your hands up there, and your hands would ring for like three days. As we continue with more, we'll get some more calls in. 865-200-5402. Fast and furious on a Tuesday with you. This is Trip Stoltz with Columbia Ace Hardware. I love listening to 101.7 WKOM-FM, Columbia, Tennessee. 
celebrate you with a new vehicle from Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram of Columbia. We have a huge selection of new vehicles waiting for you. We're talking cars, trucks, and SUVs. And if you're in the business of selling your vehicle, we've got you covered. We'll buy from you even if you don't buy from us. At Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram of Columbia, we're locally owned and operated and proud to serve our community as the largest CDJR dealership in Tennessee. Find your new ride today when you visit Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram of Columbia. Hello, this is Terry Tillis from Tillis Jewelry. Garnets begin the year as January's birthstone. Garnets are also the gemstone that are traditionally gifted for a second wedding anniversary. Here at Tillis Jewelry, we have a variety of garnets to fit your budget, whether you prefer vintage or modern. Next time you visit us, be sure to mention this ad and receive 10% off your purchase. You deserve something new to begin the new year. Follow us at Facebook and Instagram. Do you suffer from knee pain? Is it painful to walk or perform your day-to-day -day activities? If so, we have great news at the Dr. Gill Center. We can relieve your knee pain fast and easy with no downtime and no surgery. The FDA has approved a new non-surgical treatment for knee pain, and it's covered by most major insurance, including Medicare. This treatment has helped millions of people across the nation. Call today to see if you qualify for a free consultation and get back to a pain-free life. 615-551-9224. Brown's Body Shop, 1505 Nashville Highway in Columbia, or 129 Alpha Drive in Franklin, is here to serve Murray and Williamson County. We have over 50 years of business with all the experience combined. All insurance claims, as well as unibody and frame repairs and glass claims are welcomed. Call today for selected insurance companies, 931-381-4915 Columbia, and Franklin, 615-794-1959. Or check us out at www.brownsbodyshop.com. Looking for convenience? Try Quickmark Convenience Stores, conveniently located all across Murray County, Southern Middle Tennessee, and North Alabama. Whether stopping in on your way to work for coffee and a biscuit, taking a plate lunch to go, or grabbing something cold to drink after a long hot day at work, there's always one nearby. Quickmark Convenience Stores, conveniently located all across Southern Middle Tennessee and North Alabama. Proudly serving Shell Gasoline. Hey, this is Derek Ransom with Ten Pin Alley, voted number one family entertainment center in Murray County. We offer 32 bowling lanes, giant arcade, laser tag, bumper cars, and a full cafe and bar menu. We also specialize in group events, kids and adult birthday parties, company parties, sports team parties, and holiday parties. We're located at 322 East James Campbell Boulevard in Columbia. Call us today at 931-381-BOWL or visit us at tenpin.com. Ten Pin Alley, it's where the good times roll. This is Mark Curry at the Trailer Store. We are a local, family-owned business. Every day, I work with my wife, Susie, my mother, Becky, and my son, Justin. We offer a full line of lawnmower trailers, utility trailers, stock trailers, and a full line of trailer parts. We also offer service. Come see us at 1021 New Lewisburg Highway. Call us at 931-381-2795. That's 931-381-2795. This is Trip Stoltz, owner and manager at Columbia Ace Hardware. We have changed our store hours to better serve our community. Columbia Ace Hardware is now open from 7 to 7, Monday through Friday, from 8 to 4 on Saturday, and closed on Sunday. Come see us at 112 East James Campbell Boulevard and let us show you customer service that can only be found at Columbia Ace Hardware. Ace is the place with the helpful hardware, folks. 
I am Jack Blackstone. And I'm Emery Blackstone. Together, we are Greenway Tech Repair. Tired of slow computers, cracked phone screens, and fancy home electronics you don't know how to use? We can help. We provide local on-site services as well as remote troubleshooting for any job, no matter how large or small, from computers and laptops to mobile devices and home electronics. We Blackstone Brothers are eager to serve our community. Find us on Facebook at Greenway Tech Repair or by phone at 931-388-2691. That's on Facebook at Greenway Tech Repair or by phone at 931-388-2691. Hey, this is Seth Moss at Tennessee Valley Equipment, a premier FAE Prime Tech, Bandit, and Shearex dealer. We are your dealer for all of your land clearing and forestry mulching needs. We sell equipment, provide repair service, and parts along with a rental fleet of mulching equipment. We also offer mulching teeth, blades, and sharpening. Our number one priority is getting you up and running as quickly and affordable as possible. Tennessee Valley is located at 300 Santa Fe Pike in wonderful Columbia, Tennessee. Stop by or give us a call today at 931-981-9812. Minutes matter when you call 911 for a heart attack, and Murray Regional Health is ready to care for you. Utilizing the state-of-the-art cardiac cath lab at Murray Regional Medical Center, our team of expert cardiologists and experienced clinical professionals are equipped to investigate heart conditions quickly and perform life-saving interventional procedures. Go to murrayregional.com heart to learn more. And remember, always dial 911 when you or someone near you is experiencing heart attack symptoms. Murray Regional Health, where clinical excellence meets compassionate care. In Tuscaloosa, we live by the blue-collar basketball motto. Stepping back, deep three, bottom. Hard work. Two on one, driving, stepping through, tough shot, got it to go. Dedication. Front court to the rack. Oh! And teamwork. Play the song for the champions of the Southeastern Conference. Join us for every game right here on your home for Alabama basketball. Right here, Saturdays on WKOM, 101.7 FM. Debbie Matthews Realtor and her husband Jason, who is a pro songwriter, also own a music publishing company. They live in historic downtown Columbia with their dogs. Dog rescue work is their passion project. They consider Middle Tennessee their backyard and their lives are full of all things Tennessee. Debbie says there is no greater honor than to help someone find a home. To be trusted with that job, there is no greater privilege. Call Debbie at the Nashville Realty Group, 615-476-3224, 615-476-3224. It's February, and love is in the air all month. There's no better time to find your perfect match than this month with Hiller Plumbing, Heating, Cooling, and Electrical. From now until February 29th, get a free UV light when you purchase select new HVAC systems from Hiller. It's the perfect pair for cleaner, healthier air inside. You'll never be more in love with your home. Find your perfect match today at happyhiller.com. Happy you'll be, or the service is free. Call the happy face truck today. This is Clayton Harris, and you're listening to 101.7 WKOM Columbia. PB back with you, 865-200-5402. I was telling uh, Brian, Matt, we were talking during the break. When I watch games, college games, and people start talking about the bracket implications of these games we're watching, right? And they'll go, well, so-and-so says... Like Debbie Antonelli the other day. If the Lady Vols win this game today, they could move from a nine seed. I think Courtney Lyle was doing this. They could move from a nine seed to an eight seed. Um, Newsflash. That is the exact same thing. Newsflash. That is the exact same thing. (laughs) I mean, I don't know how to tell our broadcasters that. And I realize people need something to talk about. I mean, for all intents and purposes, somebody told me, Tony, a two and a three are the same thing. 
Are they, Bri? My mind doesn't work that way. Or a two and a three. Well, you can make a case that can. Yeah, well, you can make a case that four and five are the same thing. Two and three are the same thing. Eight, nine. So I guess I can see the point a little bit. And to some extent, you know, a one seed is just very special because a one seed gives you the pick of the litter going forward. It's a real opportunity. However, in recent years, the volatility of one seeds is just that. It's, it's, it's become a lot more volatile. For the longest time, there were no 16s beating ones. Now, I'm not going to say it happens frequently, but it's happened a few times in the last several years, which speaks to the overall volatility of the sport and how going forward in the NIL era, you'll see more of it. And that makes no sense, but you'll just you'll just see I think you're going to continue to see more volatility in basketball because it's become a pickup sport. We'll go back to our phones, 865-200-5402. Brian, what's the number among the top five teams in the league, in league play? Uh, I guess they've played, what, 70 games to this point coming into tonight. How many losses, Brian, from those top five teams? Do you have that number? Sorry, did, I was muted, didn't realize I was muted. The top five teams, I actually went down to the top seven teams. But just give me the, the top five. The top five, okay, there are six losses total between the top five teams. So 84. But, you know, Florida is, Florida is tied for with Kentucky, so you can almost say the top six teams. So 64 and, and six. 64 and six is so the So one, two, three, four, five. Yeah, seven, seven losses amongst the top six teams. Five, uh, but you can also probably say one, two, three, depending on what you go with four and, with the four and five, you know, maybe, maybe, Five losses amongst the top, but the top seven teams are forty-one and eight. So it is forty-one and eight. Top seven, forty-one and eight. Yes, and none of those teams have lost more than two games at home. Haven't we played fourteen and games, Brian? There's five, five of those. Five of those seven have only lost one or fewer games at home. But we we've, we've played fourteen games. It shouldn't that number be higher? Everybody has played seven home games. Tennessee oh, is six and one game. at home. Bama is seven and zero. Oh. Auburn six and one, South Carolina, Kentucky five and two, Florida, Mississippi State six and one. So the top the top three teams have two two home that's losses. Right. I count, yes, you, that's right. That's right. You cut them in Tennessee, half. Tennessee, Bama. That's why I don't do math to the living Lester. That's why I stay in my lane. So give me that again, Bri. What's the number over the top the five? Top, the top four because Kentucky and Florida are tied for fifth. The top four teams have lost four games at home. Total combined out of out of how many possible? Out of twenty eight. So what percentage of that? What percentage is that? Four out of twenty eight. That's probably Matt Dixon. Matt's better in the nineties. Ninety ish. No. That'd be at least at, be at least eighty percent. Yeah, eighty percent win rate. Three eighty four. A little low, but actually a little low. It seems lower than yeah. Mm-hmm. So be on guard tomorrow 85%. night. 85%. Sorry, 85, 85%. Be on guard tomorrow night, and I will annex that stat for tomorrow. I will throw that stat away for Saturday. It is my prerogative, Bobby Brown. Back to the phones we go. Hello and welcome in. Hey, Tony. It's Dane. How's it going? Hey, Dane. Always good to hear your voice. Yes, sir. Hey, I got a quick baseball question for you. Um, I know it's real early in the season, uh, but from what I've kind of watched and taken in, I'm thinking we're going to be a little more deep offensively this year. Uh, not going to run anybody out there like Christian Scott last year. 
Um, at what point do you think Patella might shrink the lineup? Uh, the number right now is got a wealth of riches out there. Uh, do you think it'd be closer to SEC play, or do you think it'd be late, right before the tournament kind of time? Uh, I, I think they'll tinker and, and try some things until league play. Um, there's probably about five or six guys that I think are going to be everyday guys in your lineup somewhere. And then, you know, just to see how, who's hitting, who's hitting well, um, over the next month or so. Um, but not, I think, I think they'd like to decide on a on kind of an everyday lineup by the time the SEC play starts. And that's again, one of the luxuries of, of playing the, the schedule they do and all these home games is, is you're able to experiment and try a bunch of different things and use a bunch of different pitchers. And it may and not necessarily cost you games. Of the five games last week, Matt, you made a point today in the blog. Forty starting spots, right? How many different guys started a game last week? You had the number. Uh, I think it was thirteen or fourteen position players. It's quite a lot. Like, I think forty. Like, it was like twenty something got at least the one at bat. And I got to tell you this, Dane. Some of these young guys, I'm in love with this Villeneuve guy. That guy can play. And I'll tell you, somebody else that can, can play, play is that, that shortstop can play. You can go ahead and mark that down right now. That guy can play. He was projected third string right behind uh, Antigua and then more if they wanted to play him. Yes. Is that any good? Your third stringer looks like that. Is that any good? Yeah. He he does not look like a freshman. He doesn't swing it like one either. No. I don't know. Villeneuve, man, he looks good. (laughs) Small sample size, but looks like somebody you have to have in the lineup on a consistent basis. Uh, I mean... I didn't think I'd say this coming into the season, but it looks like your weakest outfield option when it comes to the bat is Inslee. And I mean, you know how I mean how good he was last year. So it's he's got like I said, he's got a wealth of riches out there and a lot of endless possibilities. Tony has first world problems because when it comes to the bats, they have a ton of possibilities. When it comes to um, what the lineup's going to look like, it could be in flux, kind of like the starting pitching. It's the same kind of thing. You've got a ton of possibilities. And you he told me off the air, if it comes to it, and we have to cobble together our third starter, it's very possible to do that with what they have. They don't want to do that, but they could get in the league play and you know kind of cobble it together on Sundays and be fine. They have... So many guys. That's, they can that's what most teams. That's what most teams do on I, Sundays, anyway. And that was his point. Yes. Yeah, I've liked some of the young freshman pitchers they have out mm. there. Uh, I mean, Dallas and Loy look pretty dang good. I mm. mean, he obviously has a lot of confidence in Schaefer. I mean, obviously he probably doesn't want to have to rely on a freshman, but he has the option to if it comes down to it, or if they just perform at a higher level than expected. I'm impressed with those yeah. freshmen and how they haven't blinked at all. Most guys, you throw them in their first college start or their first college action, and they have to get used to it. Those guys that you've mentioned seem like low heart heart rate guys that just take the ball and are ready for the moment. I've got uh, higher expectations for this year's team than I did prior to the season starting. Mm-hmm. And I realize we made it to Omaha last year, but i got a feeling I'm going to end up liking this team a little bit more. Um, Kind of looks like I know we hadn't played anybody much, but it looks like we're going to strike out a little bit less, and we're not making as many mental mistakes like errors or base path issues like we did early last season. So I also that think that this group, I think season. this group, Dane, is going to be more palatable from the standpoint of I think there's going to be more camaraderie and more connectivity with the fan base than last year's group. 
What do you think was the reason for that kind of disconnect at times last year? Oh, I don't know. I I just think like the year before. I just think that the year before was just so darn special. You couldn't go anywhere but down. And I also think that you had a couple guys that just sort of had their own deal going. And I I just don't think that's going to be the case with this group. So there's some really good leadership on this team. Yes, sir. Well, Tony, I don't have much else for you. I just thought I'd ask about that. Thank you, brother. Always uh, a pleasure, man. Good talking. Yes, sir. Go balls to you. Always a pleasure talking with you. TLD Logistics, Overdrive Overtime coming up. We'll stay here and kick it around. T-Club.team is where you find our work. There's a couple, uh, about a 3,000-word blog up there today. Matt's got some great, great, great thoughts. And Matt just gave respect here on the screen to Dane's question. He says, that guy really knows his stuff. Is that what you just said, Matt, about him to me? Yeah, yeah, he knows. Yeah, he's got a good feel for the team and, and was asking the right questions. See, Dane, you're getting respect out of the great Matt Dixon, which is not any easy feat because generally he calls most of our callers morons behind the scene no no offense well, i'm just kidding i'm gonna talk myself in the try he, he didn't say you're that. getting me confused with bino that's right bino has a caller is caller reverse bino is in the meantime i love you i appreciate you tclub.team tclub.team it's where the conversation continues we love you god bless go balls this is big lou maddox and you're listening to the best radio in southern middle tennessee wkom 101.7 fm columbia